Welcome to Word of Mouth, a space where I like to explore what's at the heart of people. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. I can't see through the windows. I just need to feel the sun against my skin. Hello everybody and welcome back to Word of Mouth, the podcast with me, Rio Merricks. Um, today we have a very special guest, my amazing friend, Sabrina Smith. We have known each other for quite a while, but I would say, I don't know, maybe she'll, I hopefully she'll agree, but I would say <laughs> over like lockdown, we've built a really like a much stronger connection and a friendship and it's really grown Mm -hmm. and um I think it's grown based off of a lot of things but um one of those staple things being motherhood and me being new to motherhood and Sabrina being you know an amazing mum a (laughs) mum that I look up to (laughs) no a mum that I look up to and yeah, that's why I really wanted to bring her on today so we can have this discussion. Um, but first, I want Sabrina to tell you guys a little bit about her journey um, as a mum. Um, yeah. Hello, yeah. Um, okay. everybody. Um, thank you for having me, Rio. And, um, you know, for always, I don't know, you're always, like, so positive and full of, like, okay, like, when we have conversations about you know motherhood and just life in general um yeah you're very very I don't know what that word is the word that I want to (laughs) say it's inspiration but it's just like it's like a feel-good boost it's just like oh okay she sees me (laughs) yeah I'm so glad I feel because I feel that way about you I'm so glad I always say me and Sabrina are like mirrors yeah yeah literally um, so yeah, as Rio said, I'm Sabrina Smith and I am a mummy of four boys. I run a business. My background has been in um, law as a legal secretary. And so a lot of my experience and, you know, in the field of what of career, what I do um, is like admin and content and proofreading is like my jam. But as a mum of four, um, my children range from 13 going into 14 down to two going into three um so if we give all of their ages we're looking at two four eight and 13 um so as you can imagine it's been quite a journey yeah (laughs) yeah it's been a journey I was what some might some might call a young mum I I feel I was a young mum now you know at the age I am now I feel like yeah definitely I was a young mum and just how it's just adapted and changed and how I've evolved and they've evolved. Mm. Like they've all come at different times in my life. They've all come with a different sort of message. Um, So yeah, that's me. Wow. I love that. They've like each child has come with a different message Mm -hmm. and something new to learn. Um, And I think that is so, there's something so beautiful fascinating and just incredible about that I think coming from my perspective because I am I don't know if most people probably listening will probably know that my journey wasn't easy to becoming a Mm mum um and because of that I I'm kind of in the well I'm not kind of I know that I'm I'm only going to have Aurora Mm -hmm. um I say that confidently and I know we, we never know what, what's going to happen in the future, but I think it's, it's been nearly two years now and I'm still very, very adamant that I wouldn't go through, wouldn't want to go through that again, especially now I have her. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's like, she's taught me so much and I always think, wow, if there was another child or I had more children, mm-hmm. there would be so many different things to learn in, in different ways or maybe the same things to learn but in so many different ways do you feel like that's something you experience a hundred percent I think 
first of all, perspective plays a big part in that. I think how we look at motherhood, like for example, myself, like when I, like I said, I was young, so I, was, I can own the fact that I was quite naive. I didn't, I don't approach motherhood. I didn't approach motherhood back then how I do now. Mm. Like there's so many conversations about like when people should have children and you know what their um, emotional and financial and mental state should be and you know there's one side of the coin that just kind of says well when it happens it happens and you make do and then there's the other side of the coin that's quite like no you should be prepared and you should really think about this decision and you know it's selfish if you do it one way it's selfish if you do it another way and you know life is just life yeah (laughs) you know sometimes you cannot plan for these things sometimes it is just what it is um but coming back to the question it's like all four of them came obviously when I was at a different stage and it's almost as if I say this and I I don't know if you'll you'll get and if the listeners will understand what I mean by this but it's almost like who you are as a person at that time imprints onto your child yeah um wow yeah so like who you obviously they have their own they're all they're going to have their own aspects like they're an individual it's not just about you but their environment and you as a person how you think how you feel especially during pregnancy um molds them it 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 imprints on them it is part of their dna and who they are and (laughs) when i was when i was pregnant the first time with my oldest son i was very carefree i was you know i was so chilled um i remember i was working in holborn Mm. for solicitors but as an office junior and so you know my I was quite on my feet a lot and then when I obviously found that I was pregnant I was like look guys like logging boxes around that's just not going to happen yeah so then the um manager needed an assistant in the finance you know department so that's what I I was like yeah cool I like working with numbers I'll do that but my goal was always to become a legal secretary like so I thought I could work my way up type thing. Yeah. But I was very chilled, very laid back. I was just having fun, you know, going to work, coming home, you know, money was good. I was, I was cool. Yeah. And then fast forward, like four years later, three and a half, four years later, when I find myself pregnant the second time around, um, I was a lot more serious. I was like, right, you know, like I've stacked up a little bit of debt. I think we, yeah, we'd gone through the, um, recession and had that financial crash yeah. had a couple of credit cards or whatever that I was like I just need to clear these before I have this baby because I want to relax during sure. my um so I was very focused so I was very serious and I was not very much fun <laughs> <laughs> I worked like in I lived in Fort and Heath I worked in Holborn different you know set of solicitors but still in Holborn and to save money I would travel by bus instead of train yeah so like my journey was an hour two ways yeah Yeah. (laughs) when you're pregnant and then you do a whole day of work like in quite an pressured environment like you're not a fun person to be around so you know both sons when you look at them one is very relaxed carefree outgoing like just chilled and the other one is very serious he's a fun kid don't get me wrong or child sorry um but I he's he has this serious side to him that I can only put down <laughs> to the environment he was in. <laughs> yeah. Developing, so, wow. Yeah. That's amazing though. And I, I, I remember when I was pregnant, I, from the very beginning, I knew like I would have conversations and I would feel like mentally me and Aurora were very sort of connected mm-hmm. that I think some people and people I was talking to at the time who who were around me weren't really believing of that I think they kind of thought it was all in my head type of thing Mm. that they can't really like there's not that that mental that physical that connection that bond um I think the people around me at the time were kind of like that bond comes after the baby's born like as soon as the baby's born but for me the connection was so strong yeah and I think it it was heightened because of all the sort of fear that was surrounding the pregnancy that I really felt that I had nowhere else to go but to her Mm. um and 
like I would journal and I would write things and then I would read them out loud as letters to her and yes sometimes they were really like like my my fears and my anxieties about the pregnancy Uh and I think I when I found out I was pregnant I think I was I was eight weeks pregnant when I found out yeah but I was it was about like around 10 weeks where I just remember crying my eyes out and I was like I don't know how I'm gonna do this Mm. and I remember just crying and talking to Aurora and being like it's gonna be me and you it's just gonna be me and you because I do believe that in every pregnancy no matter how close you are to your partner or your family or your friends um, and how much support you have it is just you and that baby yeah um and yeah so for me it was kind of like I just wanted to keep it I guess I've always kept it real with Aurora I've just kind of never tried to mask my emotions and she is so funny that you say like that they come out how you were at that time mm-hmm. because she is scarily like the person that I was at that time yeah and sometimes I can't I can't kind of process I can't figure out why she's like you know has these certain tendencies where did um, she get yeah where did she get that from <laughs> and I'm like I haven't taught her that I don't know where she's got that from um like she loves to read and that's not something I know people are like yeah but you instilled that and I'm like, no, I actually didn't originally. Um, and she, she, she's very sort of, um, she has a, quite a balance where she's very sort of out there and she's very strong-minded and um, very set in her way. But she's mm-hmm. also quite, I don't want to say fearful, but she's quite, uh, yes. Yeah. And she's quite observant and she's quite sort of, on the fence a lot of the time uh-huh. um and that's really how I was I was quite at the time I was pregnant I was carrying her I was very sort of I'm going to take on the whole world this pregnancy yeah. is going to be fine and then in the next half an hour I'd be sobbing my heart out like I can't do this yeah um and that is she has those personality traits that's and nice. I think it's so I don't think it's something that we talk about enough like being a mum how that communication is built from the time that they're there inside of you growing you know that you have this bond that is I don't think I was quite prepared for that like the the bond Mm. um it's so hard to explain but I I don't know if you agree it's just one of those things where it's like I don't know I just feel like if there there's only one person in the whole world that knows me probably better than I do because she knows me from the inside out and it it is her is aurora yeah a hundred percent like it's so funny because and i'm sure like mum's listening will be able to you know really get this like my oldest especially because he's been with me throughout the whole transformation of my motherhood obviously yeah yeah <laughs> um, you know sometimes he'll say things to me like and i'm like yeah let me just (laughs) (laughs) because he's right like he's right but it's almost like they present you with parts of yourself that you haven't accepted yet oh yeah and because they do that and you know he's a teenager you know it's very naturally he's very quite um he does he doesn't hold any airs and graces like he's very much direct to the point don't get me wrong you know he's he's very um oh what's that word he's mindful of people's feelings sure yeah but delivers how he's delivering it like Mm -hmm. you're gonna hear what he has to say unapologetic (laughs) yeah Yeah. apologetic and I guess maybe that's a great thing because I don't want him to be going around people pleasing and worrying about you know how other people are going to take what he's saying because at the end of the day, his intention isn't to cause harm it's yeah. just express himself you yeah. know um which has been a thing that you know old conditioning when we were raised like expression of yourself what was that you're not yeah. gonna like <laughs> sit down exactly no i mean like <laughs> know your place yeah know your place <laughs> seen and not heard and 
you know, while there's elements of that that you can kind of, I guess, carry through, I think it definitely needs to be adjusted so that your child does feel heard. Um, And if they, I guess for me, it's like if they can't be who they truly are with you at home, then how are they supposed to be who they truly are as adults? Like it's, you you can only be what you've practiced being. Yeah. So, you know, um, but yeah, they they are um, children are mirrors as well, aren't they? Oh like, yeah, a hundred percent. I think. Wow. I think that's like, I've I have a lot of questions about, like when I had Aurora, uh-huh. people would ask me like, well, how does it feel being a mum? How does it feel? <laughs> and I was like, terrifying. That's how it feels. It yeah. feels terrifying, yeah. um, because there are moments where she even as a toddler even as a baby she was still making me having to work on myself constantly it's constant um because I thought I was used to not having a day off because I because I have an illness that you know I can never have a break from Uh and I thought yeah I'm used to this life I know this life like I'm, I'm you know I'm cool I can handle it and everyone was like get your rest now and I was like yeah whatever you know I'm fine yeah um and at the time I, I was we used to me and Dan used to stay up watching Game of Thrones till like three three four in the morning we used to yeah. wait for like every new episode and I was like I'm fine I'm staying yeah. up watching Game of Thrones it's 4 a.m I'm gonna be fine mm. um until she arrived yeah <laughs> And I was like, what? I was like, I can't handle this. I'm having a mental breakdown. Deprivation. Oh, it's the worst. It's so serious. And I swear to you, I didn't feel sleep deprivation how I felt it until number three and four. Yeah. Um. Because I honestly, like, like I said, like when I was nineteen, everything was just a breeze for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I sailed through life literally, like it was just la di da. I slept all day. I like, you know, when they used to say sleep when your baby sleeps. Yeah. yeah. I literally took that to a whole nother level. Like, we used to sleep all day. I was breastfeeding. We would feed and go to sleep. Feed and go to sleep. Literally for about six months. Yeah. Up in the evening, so we'd go to a friend or a family member's house for dinner um did you feel better for doing that day a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent like I've always been very much like I do what I feel is best best. yeah um obviously life sometimes means you can't but as much as I can I do what feels best for me and I guess that determination and that almost refusal to like don't get me wrong I take on advice but if that advice does not resonate with me on a level that may that means I should follow it I'm just gonna park it like that's just not for me you know yeah I think that's wild I think that I had yeah I think I I really 100% agree with that when I had Aurora I also got tried to get as much sleep as I could Uh it wasn't a case where I would, I would fight it. I think for a while I maybe did and I maybe had a little bit of like mum guilt come in where mm-hmm. I constantly, I don't think women and mums talk about this enough where we constantly feel like we have to constantly be doing something. Yeah. Um, if our kids are asleep, this is our time to be doing something. Yeah. yeah. Um, this, do no, this is your time <laughs> for doing nothing. Yeah. Go to sleep. Um, And I would have to, I think, something that I have um which I'm very grateful for is sometimes physically I don't have a choice yeah Um, my body just says you need to stop or I'm gonna stop for you it's up to you you know so I have to I have to stop and have a rest and I can honestly say I think it's one of the best things that I did like in the beginning is to just keep sleeping like as much as I could um and that helped me feel like feel within myself like the best mum that I could have been at that time mm-hmm. because what use are you like let's be real like if you've experienced sleep deprivation you will know that you do not function the same yeah. like I remember I put 
empty cups that should have gone in the cupboard in the fridge or oh my gosh. like the milk in the cupboard instead of back in the fridge like your brain literally yeah, yeah. not functioning can't do it yeah it can be dangerous like what if you leave the fire on because you thought you switched it off but you didn't like you have to really and don't get me wrong like I've been in a situation where I haven't had a lot of support so I yeah. know you know this is the like it differs depending on your circumstances sure however if you do have even if it's 15 minutes get those like the washing can wait yeah the hoovering can wait because I guarantee if you're going to be up for the next six hours anyway fit that in then yeah like I obviously the more children I had the more pressure I felt to kind of like keep on top of things but again I kind of just got to a point where I was like, if people are coming to visit me, so they say, and they're going to judge, yeah, looks, guess what they can do? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, let's be real out here. Like, those first six months, and I say six months because I feel like the first three months is just like a whirlwind. Yeah, I, I don't even think I, yeah. I think just the days all blurred into one. If there weren't any pictures and videos, did it really happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, and then, you know, after that three-month period, it's like, okay, you're kind of starting to adjust to it, but then your baby's changing again. Yeah. And going back to what you were saying about sleeping and why it was actually the best thing is, it's almost like we forget that our bodies have just gone through nine months of hormones yeah surge of hormones your body's shifting shaping expanding you're carrying a baby like there's all of these different things going on you give birth (laughs) 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 that is a whole thing in itself (laughs) regardless of how that happens that is a whole thing in itself yeah and then you've got and this human that you've been carrying now is on the outside that comes with a whole range of emotions you know thoughts feelings that you've got to try and figure out yeah the hormones are still there (laughs) i felt like my hormones were still i don't know doing some type of madness for like six months to a year yeah i say yeah i genuinely feel like it takes about two years for you to fully go back to yeah and I won't say normal because you're a new person now that you've become. Oh, that's the next thing. That's a whole number. That's thing, right. <laughs> that's the next thing. But some sort of balance, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah. So those first three to six months, sleep is literally the best thing if you can get it that you can give yourself. Just allow your body to do what it's doing, and you're not thinking, feeling. You know, obviously, you're kind of on alert. Like, that's, it's not really sleep anyway, is it? Because you're kind of listening out for your baby. Of course, yeah. <laughs> There's not really rest. Oh, my gosh. I remember tossing, turning, falling asleep for 20 minutes, then just shooting up and just yeah. looking over. <laughs> yeah. Be yeah. like, okay, I'll go to sleep for another 20 minutes, then I'll be up again. Just checking. Mm-hmm. Just checking. Oh, yeah. We always check, like, put your finger under their nose. Like, yeah, there's something coming yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's fine. Um, yeah, do you feel like I think someone put up a a little a questionnaire thing on Instagram? Mm -hmm. They're asking questions the other day, yeah. And the question was, What was the hardest thing about becoming a mum? And I never hesitate, yeah. I know there are so many for so like for so many different people, and it's always different with every mum, um, but. For me, I think the hardest part about like the the transition into motherhood Uh was saying goodbye to who I thought I was going to become. The idea of, um, and I don't think enough people talk about this. I don't think enough women talk about this. Uh That I had an idea before I got pregnant of where I was going and who I was going to become and this picture of this person (laughs) in my head that I felt I was deep down inside Mm -hmm. and 
um, because my pregnancy was a surprise, like a complete shock, you go from thinking, like, you know, me personally, went from thinking I couldn't conceive Mm -hmm. to being eight weeks pregnant. Like, there was no time for me to process anything. It was just, you're already on your way. Like, you know, um, and the first time I went to a scan and I saw her, I had an early scan, obviously, to make sure everything was okay at that point. Um, And as soon as I heard her heart beating, I thought, oh, my gosh, I don't know who I am. Mm -hmm. I've I've lost a part of my identity. Um, And after I had Aurora, like, those first, you know, like we were just saying, those months like you know three to six months Uh kind of feel like they've all gone in one day like they've all just blurred (laughs) into one day yeah um and they were grueling like Mm -hmm. though that first six months for me was so mentally tough because it was like oh my gosh who am I yeah like I'm holding a a human being that I've made Mm -hmm. and I'm they're going to rely on me for everything you know and for me I really struggled with that aspect of letting go of that woman that I was and now growing into this this mum this this woman and the fact that I think I couldn't separate being a mum and growing into um still having a feeling of success that being a mum is part of that success and it's okay to embrace that and embody that I really struggled with that aspect I can it's funny because what the like the feelings and the thoughts that are flooding back to me and coming yeah because um I never looked at it like that but I can relate to that it resonates with me but it never at the time that's not how I saw, saw it. it. Yeah. Um, so when you were talking about the the um, who you were, kind of, well, I had the image of you know, like you've got a photo. Yeah. <laughs> Glass exactly. Shatters like. <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking at the pieces. You're like, surely I can salvage this. It's like, no, yeah. it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Surely I can, you know, yeah. No. Pieces and yeah, no. Doing that back together. Um, but with my second son, so like I say, first time around, it was a breeze. Like I just didn't, the magnitude of being a mum, and I guess because I was, you know, I was quite, a, I looked after my siblings from quite a young age. It just, I didn't mm. separate the fact that they were actually two different roles. Oh, wow. Like yeah. what I did was different to actually being a mum. Yeah. I had played the role of a mum, but I didn't know what it meant to be a mum. Like, mm. it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. So, like, the first, like I say, the first time around, I breathed through it. And because he was the first grandchild for my mum. Yeah. Um, But the second for his dad's mum. Yeah. And they just adored him. Like, everybody. Like, honestly, he was just the sweetest little baby. Aww. And everybody wanted him. So, yeah. I generally had my weekends free after you know up to a certain point like after like six eight months like they were like yeah we'll have him yeah we'll have him like (laughs) you know it was so easy yeah second time around because my circumstances were different I feel like I just had a bit of a cloud I I obviously I never got um diagnosed or anything but when I look back on it and I think back to how I felt I think I did suffer a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, with PND, but it was like everything just felt so different. Like so much had changed. And it was like, okay, I'm a mum of two now. What does that mean for who I like? How do I process that? And then I had a family member die when he was like three months old. So like there was just all of these different changes. My relationship was changing. Like that was yeah. all a bit, you know, up and down. And it was just like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. this isn't what I thought it was going to be like. So I can totally relate to what you mean. Like you just, you just like what you thought it was going to be and then what it is and actually having to accept that. Yeah. I think that's such an important point 
um and really inspirational for me to have that in mind as I go forward into my journey uh-huh. because I think um it's so true because we're not we're not kind of navigated on how to deal with that when the expectation doesn't match up to the reality exactly like I remember thinking oh my gosh buying all these clothes and like you know <laughs> buying all the stuff and be like yeah she's gonna she's gonna sit in that she's gonna love that yeah, yeah. um I'm you know I'm gonna buy this expensive rocking rocking little you know oh, swings yeah and she's gonna love sitting in that sat in it twice um <laughs> and uh yeah like the, when the expectation didn't match up mm-hmm. um I struggled as well and I think I mean it's a whole nother topic but there was a period of time when I was having nightmares after I had Aurora about my experience of like birth and pregnancy mm. and I think I Aurora was in neonatal for a month after I had her okay. so that was tough and I had to come home without her oh, and that experience too yeah you know yeah what? oh nobody prepared me so that happened with uh, my first son yeah I left the hospital without him and obviously having left the hospital twice with a baby my partner fully did not understand why I was having a meltdown like I literally mm. sat in the car sobbing oh, if I, I know and like I felt I couldn't even process like I felt stupid like but he's fine but <laughs> but he's not he's supposed to like honestly I was having a whole meltdown and he didn't get it and I felt so isolated because yeah. it just you're supposed to be grateful you have a healthy baby your baby yes he was early but he's alive but you, your experience right now is like it's okay to feel what you're feeling because your feelings are valid yes you can be upset because you are leaving the hospital without your child yeah you can be upset because your child your baby that you were protecting for so long is now, you know, you're at the mercy of complete strangers, like having to trust complete strangers to make yeah. babies fed, their bums change. They yeah. got, it was hard. Yeah, it, I can't imagine hard. having experienced it where you've left the hospital with both your kids beforehand mm-hmm. and then having to go through another pregnancy and where, you know, you're coming out, like you've come out of hospital without baby. yeah um that's tough as well that's really tough Tough. that's really tough because that's like you know one way Mm. right that's really tough but it's I think yeah I underestimated how bad Mm. that felt I really underestimated that like that first time must have been quite traumatic actually because everybody's telling you like you come home and you've got this baby and even you oh, yeah right? I remember being wheeled um onto the ward after having my c-section mm-hmm. and everybody had their babies yeah yeah you know and that is I think that was really it was like a horror film for mm-hmm. me because it was like I can't I don't want to be here I and yeah. I couldn't move yeah oh. I couldn't move I couldn't you know swing my legs around and go for a walk like you know the reality was that there were kids crying like next to me babies crying next to me and I don't know I think maybe I felt it should have comforted like it should have comforted me in some way Mm -hmm. but it didn't it only made me sort of yearn for my baby even more yeah and you know because they had such a tough time getting all the the cannulas in and stuff like that into her veins it was so hard to find her veins they you know didn't let me hold her and I was too sick to go and see her straight afterwards so I was just sat in in on the ward like listening to these babies crying and I felt like oh my gosh somebody has been with me for seven months Mm -hmm inside of me we've been together mm-hmm. and I literally felt like somebody had just ripped something yeah you know a limb you feel the loss like yeah as much as obviously she's alive yeah you know my son was alive but there's this loss because yeah. they're not with you and yeah. you cannot be with them at your will like it's yeah. tough and did you have 
like obviously I know Dan's really great you know support wise but were you able to communicate that and speak about how you were feeling so at least it got you got it out or um I did Mm -hmm. but um I have to say during that time there was a period of time when me and Dan were very separated Mm -hmm. because he was really a lot stronger than me in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. um and I think men men also you know we're, we're starting to open up conversations about it now yeah but they have feelings like <laughs> they get emotional they have feelings yeah. um, and they need to be allowed to have those feelings and yeah. Dan had had to look after me for all this time oh. you know 24 7 to now seeing his daughter you know we were, it was very hit and miss at one point we weren't sure what was going to take place yeah and I remember every procedure she had to have Dan was there okay. he watched I would have to leave I would be in an absolute state oh. and I remember one evening it was about 12 a.m we were still in the hospital mm-hmm. um and I've never shared this before actually but me and Dan were in the hospital and we went to go and get hot chocolate and we were mm-hmm. sat in the calf Mm-hmm. and uh dan got a, i think it was yeah i got a call on my phone and they we were literally opposite neonatal mm-hmm. but um they called us and they said um hi sorry if we've woken you up and i was like no we're just around the corner yeah. um and they said we're gonna have to shave your baby's hair mm. and we're gonna have to shave her head because we're gonna have to fit a cannula into her head wow um because we can't find a vein um the cannulas keep popping out because her veins are collapsing um and we need we need to get um glucose into her or you know this is fatal it's a fatal situation Mm -hmm. um me and dan just dropped everything ran by her side and i nearly fainted because i was like i can't i can't yeah I was like she should be in my arms we should be at home you know like in bed I should be like knackered from being up with her you know in bed and Mm -hmm. you know feeding her and you know all this stuff and for me it was such a this is not the expectation yeah like this is not matching up to what I thought it was going to be and the reality is in those moments it's like this is being a mum yeah this that is being a mum. It's always happening. Yeah. Like it hit me like straight away. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. it hit me from that from those moments. It was like, you know, Dan was Dan was very, very supportive. Yeah. Very but there is no person who is ever gonna understand how that feels apart from a mum. <laughs> who's experienced it uh, yeah exactly um because that bond it was like that bond that I've that we've had for all that time you know I've been speaking to her I've been taking care of her making sure that my body is doing what it can to grow her right and look after her so then like you said you know they've come out and you can't be with them you can't protect them it's no almost- it's almost like starting off motherhood. It's probably yeah, yeah. It's probably the best way to start off motherhood in in the most roundabout way because we always want to protect our children, yeah. and when we can't protect them, we feel like failures. Yeah. So it's probably the best way to learn. You are not a failure because you cannot control everything that happens. Yeah. You cannot control everything that happens you can only ever do your best and from when you are always doing your best the protection that you want to give them is basically the protection that you can give them in each circumstance and situation so you're Mm. never a failure you've done your job you're doing your job that's so powerful and it's very emotional to me because it I I really value mums mums who have got um you know multiple kids or you know who have been 
mother a mother longer than I have and I look up to those who I always say like any advice like I'm always asking for advice like any advice I need to know all this stuff so that when she grows up you know because at every point I feel like she's changing mm-hmm. and every time I look at her I feel like wow like do you know what we did together mm. like do you know what we did together and I'm sure my mum looks at me like that too and there are times there have been times where I've been a little shit and I haven't <laughs> I haven't realized that I think all females probably yeah yeah <laughs> but I haven't realized like oh my gosh we actually have a really powerful connection mm-hmm. a mother's love is like untouchable you know to anything else it's I'm not saying I'm not discrediting a father's love no but, but there's right. something really magical about a mother's love because it's it's like wow do you really know what we've done Mm. together and every time I look at Aurora I feel that and each time you know like she's just started doing finger painting at the moment and getting into like crayons and things and I'm like wow I made those hands that are doing that do you know that and I'm like get all bushy (laughs) and I think oh my gosh who am I right now but (laughs) everything that happens I'm trying to take it in every new stage I'm trying to take it in because I feel like that first six months to a year is almost kind of I don't know I kind of felt robbed because I was like it went so fast yeah it went so quick but in in that year in that span of a year I was you know also trying to concentrate on figuring out who I was yeah like who am I becoming a mum I think people are always like on two sides of the spectrum mm-hmm. it's like this has ripped my identity from me because mm-hmm. now I'm always thinking about my kids and you know I haven't got time for myself mm-hmm. whereas I'm only now two years in just figuring out that it actually handed me my identity yes um it actually gave me my identity and an opportunity to unlock the part of myself that I was running away from it's a surrendering to allow yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent it I don't know I every time I look at her I think oh my god everything I do yeah every decision I make I my child is in bed in mind Mm. um and I think I've now got to the point where I'm like how I speak to myself the way I would want my child to speak to herself there is no more tearing myself apart in the mirror or you know making horrible comments about myself or you know beating myself up for things because I'm aware that I've picked up habits off my Mm mum and you know I'm aware of the things that I do you know the way I clean clean the house or the (laughs) way that I you know the comments I make or the way that I cook dinner and all of those things and I think we forget that our children aren't listening to what we say. They're watching what we do. Say it again. <laughs> and, they're, and they're copying what we do. Seriously. like That really has got to probably be one of the biggest things that hit me um, recently as well. Even though, you know, like I'm, you know, 13 years deep, it's yeah. still something that only recently... I guess I really accepted like they all four of them are watching what me and their dads do mm. you know they're not they don't really care like we can say whatever it is we're saying like my son has said it so many times you're saying this to me but you do xyz yeah. <laughs> okay then <laughs> you. um so it it really is like honestly like like you just said you're a lot of us feel like we've lost our sense of self and yes we have lost the person we were before we became a parent but Mm. if we can shift the perspective to not just look at it as a loss it's almost like when you have a breakup right yeah and yes there were good parts of you know that relationship and you know but how about we actually focus on all of it and not just the good parts and see the parts that actually made it so that the breakup was necessary 
sometimes becoming a parent you know you might be super selfish (laughs) and parenthood actually teaches you how to be more about just yourself like yes you have to be selfish and you know when it comes to looking after yourself etc etc but when you have a child deciding to I don't know and this is not a dig at anyone because it's just the the definition the not the definition the example that comes to mind decide to spend your money on partying instead of making sure you've got food in the fridge Mm -hmm. you know like that is a level of like do you know what I'm saying it's like it's if you decide to there's no food in the fridge and you're you know you're going to be at home or your child's going to be at home and you decide actually I want to party this weekend and yeah I've only got 50 quid but I'm going to use it to party yeah it's not okay yes there's neglect da, da, da. forget that that's selfish yeah you know deciding it's just it just makes you really have to look at yourself and how you do things and yeah. just rejig it yeah and 100%. it's so grueling like it can actually be for the better it is a choice yeah it is a choice yeah I think yeah definitely definitely and I think also for me it was like everything that you're saying is yeah like about being selfish and stuff and I I think I went through a period of time when I was pregnant Mm -hmm. where I started to actually I don't know I felt like I was going through childhood like trauma again because I start thinking about things that have happened taking place situations that might have occurred with my own family or upbringing and stuff and I think oh my gosh I have to break that cycle yeah you start to really you have no choice at some points but either you're going to heal it or you're going to carry it and you're going to pass it on and there were really big things in my life where I thought I don't want my child to be carrying this shit because it's not going to belong to her yeah you know it's not going to belong to her and that's that's also selfish when we don't we avoid we avoid we avoid of awareness though isn't it like yeah but then saying that some people can be aware and like you say they avoid because they distract and yeah it's just too painful but what's more painful is your child mirroring what you refuse to deal with yeah yeah you know what's more painful is watching somebody who you love like the bones off of like hurting because you will not go through this process of transformation that is going to benefit you all yeah but it's tough because it's like, on the other hand, I get it. Like, we've got so much to contend with as yeah. well. Like, yes. It's, like, it's really, mind-boggling. Now you want me to do that kind of inner work? Like, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I do not want to do that. Like, that yeah. is not my idea of fun. But I guarantee that the life that you actually truly want to live is on the other side of that. Yeah. Oh, Powerful on the other side of that and that's from you know I, I think I can say this for both of us that is where on that journey that journey is never it doesn't end yeah that journey is life itself yeah it's life itself and so I love that <laughs> the journey of motherhood is life itself literally like you can find so many um <laughs> like I'm just thinking about like my youngest is so cheeky, right? So cheeky. <laughs> that was his dad's nickname growing up in Jamaica. Like, cheeky was his nickname. And I see that in my youngest. Like, he literally <laughs> will do something he knows he's not supposed to do. And he will look at you. And it's like he's searching your eyes for that little weak spot. And then he just smiles. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm not looking forward to that bit (laughs) that bit's coming it's coming soon I'm already starting to see it it's coming like it's and it's (laughs) honestly and I say all the time it's like 
I'm trying to like teach like not teach you a lesson but I'm trying to show you like no but I am I'm butter literally <laughs> I'm, I'm ridiculous I'm so ridiculous so when like they hear me actually be serious they know that it's serious okay, it's really not playing because normally we can kind of like yeah but no 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 she's not <laughs> <laughs> it's not working <laughs> oh I yeah um, Aurora's very, I don't know, she knows She knows what buttons to press for sure. Like, we're at this stage now where she'll be like, I want to watch Elsa, Elsa, Elsa. And I'll be like, okay, I'm playing Elsa on. Elsa goes on and she's like, no, not this, mum. What? Like, what is this? Oh, my God. And I'm like, you just said Elsa. She's like, no, turn it over. And I'm like, what? and we go round in circles yeah. for about 45 minutes till we find out that it's actually Mr. Tumble she wants to watch not <laughs> Elsa um, and I'm also like getting into this thing of like the kids programs I have to sit there and you know watch all these programs and some of them I really love yeah, and others I'm like a bit iffy on that you know some of these characters behavior yeah. I'm like no <laughs> no See, like sometimes we'll watch Bing and I'm like why real. is Bing having this tantrum why is being getting away with this behavior um and sometimes so we'll be like no that's naughty and Mm. he'll be like no no (laughs) um and it's great because there are like these really fun moments too you know um but I think this year Mm -hmm. like sorry not this well this year as well but last year was obviously the most challenging because as she was growing into like this part of like motherhood we were both growing really mm-hmm. where it was going to be time to go and start exploring yeah. and start going out into the world and start meeting people and you know getting those social skills we got locked yeah we were locked in <laughs> locked down um so it's been really it's tough mm. um because i'm trying to teach social skills at home with the same people that she <laughs> sees every day like you know so now if someone new even rocks up at the door yeah she, she, my girl starts screaming <laughs> she's she's like, what? <laughs> she, yeah because she's like i don't know you you've got yeah. a strange mask on don't come near me um that whole like i get it i understand why they've just i have my own views and opinions and we won't share them right now but we, me and my child manager have been saying, like, children, for me, mm. I feel like the whole mask thing for them could actually potentially be quite traumatising. It's so traumatising. Oh, it's horrible. You know, like... It's yeah. horrible. Yeah, and then when they don't see you, like, <laughs> I was out the other day and this little boy was just staring at me so hard. Oh. <laughs> Why is he staring at me? And I realised it's because I was the only one without a mask on. Yeah. He could see my whole face and he was just taking it all in. And it was yeah. just, bless you. Like, it, yeah, it is a lot. It is a lot. Do you feel like you've had to um, have, I don't know, what's the word? Like a new set of parenting skills to parent through this pandemic? Oh, well. <laughs> have you developed anything new? <laughs> I say so I was up until my son was about so my oldest son when he got to about two yeah I think I obviously became I felt like I needed to be a bit more of a serious parent like um I started to feel the weight of I guess I was judging myself yeah I was more susceptible to outside judgment because I was really really judging myself for being even though I was working and I was you know had my own flat and you know I was driving like you know all of these so-called accomplishments I still felt this weight of being a young parent and having to not you know not um become a stereotype and sure so there was just a lot going on and so that made me kind of become a bit stricter in my parenting style because I my child was a reflection of me right yeah so he needed to be perfect like he needed to you know 
when people saw him and he interacted, they were like, oh my God, he comes from a great home. Yeah. And that pressure on both of us was just ridiculous. And so now I'm way more relaxed. Like, don't get me wrong. We, you know, it's not like he just does whatever he wants, but I just care less (laughs) about what Mm -hmm. I have to say. And I do what works for us. Yeah. So during lockdown, that is the approach I took. Because as far as I'm concerned, this isn't going to be forever. And so I'm not going to let what's going on out there completely dictate what goes on inside my home. Because it's not the same thing. Exactly. And my mental health as their mother is priority over anything else. Yeah. So we've been very chilled. Um, We've just, you know, gone with the flow. My children are happy to kind of be with each other. There's enough of them. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they, 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 of course, they miss their cousins. And, you know, the younger two especially love to be out in the park and play in. Um, Even my older son, you know, we've got a basketball court not far from us. So at one point he was there every day because he just needed to do that. He'd go for runs yeah um but in terms of how I've I haven't really been very I think I've probably relaxed even more yeah because I've just refused to take on this forced narrative that meant I had to become something that I just wasn't prepared to become I love that though I absolutely love that and I admire that and um it's something that I just love about you as a person and I think you know we were having this discussion a few days ago that we're attracted to people who have qualities that sometimes we don't see within ourselves but we do have them but we have them we do yeah yeah and I I think especially me I need to become better at that like Mm -hmm. when I compliment other people and other mums I'm like no there's an aspect of that that you have 100 percent and I say that to you all the time. Like, you do, you do. <laughs> and I'm always like, yeah, but, you know, no, but. but. And you're like, no, but. <laughs> it is that because we are mirrors of each other. And that works for the good aspects and the not so good aspects. Um, but I think just, I appreciate you because you remind me to recognize parts of myself that I do not celebrate. Yeah. And I see it in other people, but when I'm looking at myself, and and I suppose it's something that all of us mums, I was having the conversation with my aunt today, and we were saying, she was like, I don't, I don't celebrate myself enough. And I'm Mm. like, you know what, you're, I'm working on the same thing as well. Like, look, it's so uncomfortable when you first do it. But I found myself recently, like, kind of walking past the mirror, and I kind of, like, double back, and I'm like, oh, yeah like oh I just catch a glimpse of myself that I've been missing and it's because I'm just really situating into me as as who I am not who people are telling me I need to be not the vision of myself that I think obviously everybody should have a vision of who they want to become etc but really just accepting who I am right now in this moment Amen. as a woman, as a mother, as a partner, as a daughter, as a sister, yeah. who are, regardless of what that looks like to anybody else, like you've got to celebrate who you are. Yeah. Now, you see people, why <laughs> I called Sabrina on today for this? Because she is just amazing. She's a powerhouse are amazing look at this I love it (laughs) and I think it's just a perfect way to like bring this week's episode to a close love it um this is obviously going to be airing on Mother's Day as well which is really special to us I didn't even realize happy Mother's Day to all the mums um and I just want to end it on actually I'm going to end it by asking you what advice would you give me? Tune into yourself because you have all the answers. Trust yourself. Oh, I love that. Seriously. I love that. Do you know what's funny is that if someone was asking me for advice, I would have given exactly the same <laughs> advice. 
See? No, that's what I love about this dynamic, this friendship, yeah. is that I would have given that exact same advice. And I also love the fact that you just redirect me back to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so, so great in this generation of, you know, people becoming dependent and you know on other people and and feeling like we always need to have the answers somewhere else but you always direct me back to myself and I'm really really grateful for that internal 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 always (laughs) thank you so much everyone for joining us um this week we hope you've enjoyed today's episode um I'm so, so happy. Serena, thank you so, so, so thank much. Thank you for having me. No, thank it. you. I'm sure you'll be on again. I'm sure you'll be on again. We'll find many topics to talk about, I'm Sorry. sure. Um, but yeah, just so, so grateful. And remember that you are enough, no yeah. matter what you're going through, no matter how tough it is. And, um, you know, if you need to talk, talk just want to thank everyone for joining this week um next week we'll be talking to nisha ramish um who is one of my best friends childhood best friends and we will be talking about body confidence um self-love and sex appeal so that'd be an interesting one one of my favorite topics so hang around for that and um yeah thank you so much for joining and being with us today remember that you're never alone in any of your situations and if you ever need to talk or you need to reach out for help please do um there's no shame in feeling like you need to reach out for some help or just someone to talk to um and you've got this mama you have got this okay peace love and light to everyone been fighting with the